do that. <laughs> you you just <laughs> we just had this discussion about having it not clip, and then you just put a big old. I mean, admittedly, if it's just once, it's fine. The yes. only reason I actually restarted is because it was doing it just constantly from like us talking. <laughs> yes. Hi, hello. Uh, that 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 also just clicked, <laughs> and that did too a bunch. It's to be expected. It is to be expected. Listen, I mean, I. It, it it's 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 not that I am actively trying to improve this podcast because admittedly my priorities are elsewhere, but I am more actively thinking about it, <laughs> and the stuff that takes no effort to fix, like yes. making the audio somewhat tolerable, is yes. something I have actually been focusing on. Yes. Anyways, uh, I'm Scoot. That's poop. Today is November twenty sixth. We're probably listening this Monday, November twenty seventh. Uh, happy almost December. Happy Christmas season. Uh, if you celebrate, and if you don't, I'm so sorry for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm referring to Christmas primarily, but you can use that apology for whatever you'd like. Uh, Ian owes me an apology. Ian Callum. Uh, so, the somewhat famous designer that's worked with Aston Martin Jaguar... And is probably first known for Nissan's uh, GT1 car back in the day, but is also known for other works like the DB7, uh, the Jaguar that was literally just the DB7 but way cheaper, and the F-Type. So this man's got quite the portfolio and some of my favorite cars this man has ever designed. Well, the treacherous bastard, him and his, several other Jaguar execs left in 2019 to form their own company uh, called Callum, named after him. And... After much wait, he has revealed his first vehicle. The Callum Sky is a off-road uh, space frame chassis looking fucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty accurate That offers about 170 miles of range. Oh, it's electric and weighs about uh, 2,600 pounds, so admittedly pretty light for an electric car. Uh, the company will also be making curated variants that will be ready for sale in Europe in spring of 24. Uh, there's no news about coming to North America at this time. And one last thing I haven't mentioned yet about the car, and of course we don't know a lot of, like, we don't know what the interior is going to look like yet, and a lot of other details, but we do know some render pictures from the outside that have been released. And my sweet lord, it's not good. No, not, not, it, it, it's ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a just, it's one of those concepts that's like, here's a futuristic car from a sci-fi movie instead of, hey, here's what people, but it's like the bad kind, it, it, it looks like they copied a background car from like Blade Runner 2049 that was made by the production crew and in like 30 minutes or less <laughs> yeah like it, it it looks blurry when it's standing still i mean yeah that that's pretty accurate and again this is a revered designer i don't i the, i think i think this man is like when you have like a favorite band that makes good music and then one of the artists goes solo and their shit is just way too experimental yeah and just is incomprehensible uh, Treacherous bastards. <laughs> Anyways, Toyota. Uh, yeah, uh, Toyota. They are people. Maybe. 
Uh, they have been recently fined $60 million by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau because the lending arm of Toyota was accused of um, basically stealing people's shit. Um, basically, when you went to buy a Toyota and get a loan from you know Toyota's lending program, they would add on bundles to your purchase... And basically made it seem like they were required to buy. And they weren't, because that's illegal. And um, they oftentimes made it very difficult to have them removed if you wanted them to be removed. So, um, you know, you kind of got screwed. (laughs) And if you wanted to cancel whatever some of these charges were for, um, they gave you a hotline number that didn't work. (laughs) <laughs> Very cool. You love to see that. So a total of 118,000 customers called these hotlines between 2016 and 2021. And uh, $48 million of that 60, yeah, $60 million is going to affected customers. And $12 million will be going to a re- victim relief fund. Um, it's like a, you know added fee. Like, don't do it again. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's not really a lot of money. So... They're probably just going to do it again. <laughs> right. But, yeah, that's a thing. Renault. Now, you know I'm only going to tell a Renault story if it's, like, super spicy and super cool because we're, you know, North American market is sort of the idea of this podcast. But anyway, so the retro-styled Twingo EV, of which we saw many renders of and all people had all these cool ideas, well, it's actually coming. Uh, they are actually making a retro version of the Twingo EV. And at first, I thought that they were showing, like, an older concept and saying this will be the production one. It's actually wrong about that. It is literally just the management has come out and said we are working on a retro-style Twingo EV. It'll go on production soon, whatever that means. And the only other detail they dropped is it will cost less than 20,000 euro. Wow. Which is actually kind of cool. It is. Yes. Uh, we don't even know if it's actually, th- well, I almost just said something really dumb and I'm just not going to elaborate. Yeah. No, I will. <laughs> I almost just said, we don't even know if it's going to be electric or not. Despite the fact that w- one of the only lines they dropped is retro style Twingo EV. Yeah. So it is going to be electric. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. You know what else is really dumb? The Porsche Panamera third generation baby yeah, this was one of the big ones this we've week. got a new car from porsche it's the 2024 porsche panamera you've got a bunch of different options with it now four different e-hybrid powertrains you have the panamera turbo e-hybrid which is a twin turbo four liter v8 uh makes uh, 670 horsepower 685 pound feet of torque um, now that gives it zero to 60 in three seconds and a top speed of 195 miles an hour. There's also the base Panamera and the Panamera four, which is the all wheel drive variant. Um, and those get a turbocharged 2.9 liter V six, um, giving you 348 horsepower and 368, no, yeah, 368 pound feet of torque. Um, that's marginally higher than the last generation, but not by a lot. And it does zero to sixty in five seconds. That for hundred and seventy mile tops, hundred and sixty nine mile an hour top speed. Uh, now the all wheel drive variant can do it in four point seven seconds with a slightly lower top speed of one hundred and sixty eight. 
But honestly, that's not really a functional difference for most people. Um, it is expected to come in spring 2024. It's starting at $101,550. Uh, and the all-wheel drive variant will start at $108,550. That's $7,000 more for all-wheel drive. Honestly, not that bad. But it is still a Porsche Panamera. Also, they are discontinuing the wagon variant entirely. You can no, no. longer get it in a wagon because no one bought it. <laughs> yeah. that's. Uh... I would buy one secondhand. Yeah, but, like, nobody bought one new, so... Well, no, I would never do that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is the problem. So, that's the car. Story from last week that I originally wasn't going to cover because we had a strangely crazy week last week. Uh, if you haven't listened to that one, go, please do it. Uh, but, this one got left out, but after seeing it on Instagram enough times this past week, I decided to bring it back, and that's everyone's favorite Japanese coach builder in, like, literally the last independent Japanese car company left. Like, there used to be a bunch of them, and then they all got axed by the government, literally, in, like, the 70s. That's, like, not a lie. Uh, and somehow Mitsuoku uh, made it through. Or Mitsuoka, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was actually pretty close. Anyways, the Mitsuoka M55. Now... They're known for making a lot of retro-style, almost American-looking cars out of Japanese cars. Like, they made their own version of the C2 Corvette. I forget what it's called, but it actually looks pretty gnarly, I'm not gonna lie. They also have, like, you know, like a 1990s SUV made out of, uh, I believe, some Toyota product. Anyways, they've decided to make a car that looks fairly similar in design language to like a 2005 or like a almost the Dodge Challenger return concept like not the car that came out in like 2007 or whatever but the concept car that came out in like 2004 is honestly what it kind of looks like except one issue one minor issue that is the car they chose to base it on because again coach builder they like redo cars that you give to them the car they chose to base it on was a Honda Civic. Just a, just a Honda Civic. Uh, there's not much more to say, really. The specs, they don't really change the specs, actually. Uh, I forget how much they charge for it, and I didn't write it down. But honestly, does anyone care? Is anyone actually going to... What, what, what is this? The answer is no. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's truly just a... I don't know, man. It's a vehicle. It is. Anyways, time for three Tesla stories back to back. Yes. In other words, time for me to go into hibernation for half an hour. Yes. We have some updates for you. Fairly recently, in the wonderful state of Florida, where only good car stories come from, Yes, a judge known by the name Reed Scott <clears throat> in the circuit, board, circuit Court for Palm Beach County ruled last week that a lawsuit could go to trial against Tesla because there is reasonable evidence that Tesla, along with its CEO Elon Musk and other managers, knew that so-called autopilot advanced driver assistant systems were defective. Still allowed cars to be driven, which is, uh, you know, not ideal. No, so that not. is perfect grounds for a lawsuit, which is why it is allowing to go to trial. 
And uh, the trial date, I do not believe, has been set yet, but it is allowed to proceed to trial. And <clears throat> they are seeking punitive damage claims against Tesla for uh, in intentional misconduct and gross negligence. Which, uh, you know, that's a fun one. Yeah, definitely. Considering they got the other two in California dismissed, this one's going to trial. Yeah, I'm not sure how well their case is going to hold up a trial, considering, you know, it, they did it. Anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, in other Tesla news, uh, some random Tesla dude drove a Cybertruck into the Gulf of Mexico for some reason. Um, we don't know why. It It is one of their prototypes. Uh, whether they were actually testing it I was gonna say, it, was or, this a production vehicle or? No, whether they were actually testing it or they just felt like driving into the Gulf of Mexico for fun, we're not sure, but they did, so that's a thing. I'm going to assume that was a test if it's a prototype, but. I mean, yeah, but also they didn't actually, like, drive it in deep enough so that it was, anything electronic was under the water. They just, like, drove it up to the wheels and, like, then drove back out. Well, that's all you need Honestly, to test. Well, no, they, did, like, they didn't get any of the bottom of the car. Just, like, well, it's the not wheels. rated for that. Yeah, but it, it should be. Well, and I it think doesn't it mean is. it is. No, it is, actually. Remember, Elon Musk said you could float across the damn river with it. Oh, yeah, I do vaguely remember uh -huh. that. Well, yeah. Well, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, in other news, Tesla has introduced congestion fees at superchargers at the rate of $1 per minute. If you're at a supercharger and your rate, your state of charge is above 90%, which um, is a thing. I, You know, it's kind of interesting that they introduced this right after uh, getting just most of the automakers on their charging standard because uh, a dollar a minute adds up quite a bit. I mean, really yeah, fast. That is that is quite definitely a move along the lines of like playing Plague Inc. and waiting till you've infected most of the world to start adding any symptoms. That's exactly what that is. Um, yeah, I I don't know. That just seems really scummy to me. It's scummy, definitely, but I it, it's it's not like a necessarily dumb business move. I could definitely see this being like a, well, I guess we're stuck here now kind of deal for you know, a lot of car manufacturers. It's not a dumb business move until you consider that like the rate at a normal like parking meter is like maybe two dollars an hour. If you're in Chicago, it's probably higher, but that's because they're bastards. I mean, I get that, but it's, and I get it being a bitch for people, but I, I honestly don't see this being, like, really a reason to not buy a Tesla, necessarily. That I think it's a great reason to not use their chargers. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But also, I get it. You don't want people just, like, parking up in those spaces. So, well, I get some way to encourage people to not take more charging than they need and not just park their car there. I don't know. But, uh, anyways, Elantra N. Uh, so, of course, and I, I did not mean to clap. I'm so sorry. Anyways, new Elantra N has been announced. Uh, Hyundai revealed the first couple photos of 2024 N. And, unfortunately, they have not dropped many Uh specs yet but we will get into what we have so got a new face new track centric sports compact enhanced chassis i forgot it has it, it is a track 
Metric Splits Compact that has an enhanced chassis. So lighter, uh, it's got better airflow, better cooling. Uh, again, this is all just kind of words out of their mouth. Uh, and it will reach dealers early next year. So, and of course you're probably wondering, well, what specs do we have? 19-inch wheels. It yeah. uses the same 2-liter inline-4. Uh, That's it. <laughs> That's all we've got. Did I mention 19-inch wheels yet? I think you did, yeah. You know what we haven't mentioned? For the third time. Oh, it's a turbocharged 2-liter wow. inline-4. Wow. That's... I, I would hope it would be if it's a 2-liter inline-4 for a sports car. I would, you know, I would hope it'd be turbocharged. I would, too. <laughs> You know what else we haven't mentioned, though? What? The Lucid Air Sapphire. At least not this week. <sighs> Recently set some pretty crazy numbers at some car and driver testing. Mm. Um, I don't know why I didn't link the car and driver article, but I didn't. So here we I are. I didn't see it, so. <laughs> uh, it recently did a 0 to 150 mile an hour back to 0 acceleration and braking test in 15.5 seconds. Now you're probably wondering... I don't know what the hell that means, because that's a weird-ass metric. And you're kind of right, but what that is, is 3.8 seconds faster than a Porsche 911 Turbo S. A, literally the fastest car that car driver has tested in that test ever. Um, now, mind you, they haven't tested, like, a Rimac Nevera or something like that, or, yeah, but, you know. It's fast. That's the point. Um, it is all. It was also faster than the uh, Model S played by, I think, like a second. I didn't really write that number down. I meant to, but here we are. Uh, point is, the damn thing accelerates and brakes very fast. Very it's kind of crazy. That's all I've got. Very fast. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm literally analyzing levels right now, but I'm talking, so it's not really working. Uh -huh. 